This is Rachel Inman, and you are listening to He Holds Me Together podcast, where we will discuss God, faith, anxiety, depression, and the highs and lows in life, and that through God, He holds us together. Hi guys, thanks so much for coming and joining me on today's podcast. It is a Monday, whoop whoop, you know, if you work a... Monday through Saturday or a Monday to Friday job. Aren't Mondays just the best? Woo! Yay for Mondays! <laughs> um, I'm not very much a Monday person, but I'm just thankful today that I woke up, that God gave me a breath of life, and you should be thinking the same thing and being so blessed to be able to have gotten out of bed today, to be able to go to a job, you know, to be that God has provided for you to be able to support you and maybe your children or your loved ones. And truly waking up in the morning is such a blessing that we take for granted. So at this time, no matter when you're listening to it, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, or any other day throughout the week, just be thankful that God chose to give you a breath of life today. Also, this podcast is being posted after Mother's Day. So I hope everyone had a great Mother's Day, got to spend time with their mothers and their grandmothers. And for anybody out there who has lost a mother or who is dealing with losing a child, I just pray that God would give you peace and love and comfort through this time. I have not personally experienced the loss of a mother or a child or a daughter or anything like that. Feel the pain that you are feeling and I just want you to know that God can comfort you. He's always there for you. You can always talk to people as well. But I just hope that you guys had a great Mother's Day filled with loved ones and getting to make memories. So life is kind of crazy. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I am busy all the time. Evan and I are actually in the process of moving. So we're very excited about that. We haven't bought a home, but we've been blessed with being able to move to a bigger house so we have more room so that's been very nice and as I was thinking about you know us moving into a new home things like that I remembered something that I shared a few months ago about houses God has always given me this vision about homes like whenever you're driving down the road have you ever just like looked at a house and been like man that house is so beautiful I mean it's just the picture perfect Instagram, Pinterest, home, and you just think, wow, that is so beautiful. I just love it. And then you get to thinking, I can't imagine what it looks like on the inside. And I got to thinking about that in a spiritual aspect. You know, like I've mentioned in my last podcast where we talked about, you know, our cup overflowing and things like that, the visual vision of God and things like that. And God spoke to me in the way through a house. And how we all have our own houses. You know, you could say that that's your body. The temple of God is a home. You know, your heart and spirit is a home. And you might make the appearance on the outside that you are a Christian. You go to church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, you're involved. 
but you're so dead inside because you haven't given your whole life to Christ or you've been walking around dead. And so many Christians today and just lost people are walking around putting on a show with the appearance that their home and their heart is beautiful. And when in reality, the inside is cold and it's dark and it's dusty and there's spiders all over the place. Ew. But it's not a fun place to be. And there's been times when Evan and I have been, you know, we've been looking for a home to buy, you know, and the market's just not the best right now. But we found some homes on on Zillow or on social media or something like that or on Google. And we were looking at pictures and we were like, wow. And the crazy thing is that I got this vision from was that we found this home online and it was so beautiful. The pictures looked great. The outside was great. It had a garage. It had a big backyard with a little creek behind it, you know, with the mountain, like a little hill, you know, so like if we ever had kids one day, they could run around and play. And it just seemed like a beautiful place to gather with family and friends. And I remember that I was so excited. I mean, I was so excited to go look at this house. This was the first house that we actually got a realtor to go look at the house with us, you know, really doing adult things and, um, (laughs) you know, that you do as a married couple. And we got to the house and the outside looked so nice. And then we got on the inside and it was terrible. I mean, terrible. It was so bad. The... There, ne- there was leaks in the house. The windows needed repaired. The back porch was like pretty much falling apart. There was issues with flooding. So the house had been ruined. The bottom basement of the home had been flooded into. So that would have had to be completely redone. And it was just terrible. And also, it's crazy because when we got in there, the house was like crooked. Like you would stand in the living room and it was tilted because where the house was on a permanent foundation. And I just felt dizzy in there. It, I was and there was clutter like owners left their stuff there. So it was cluttered up with all this junk that wasn't very appealing. And I was just like, okay. And I told the realtor, I said, the pictures look so much better online. And she said, yeah, the pictures can be very deceiving. And that's when God really spoke to me and made me think about it. Again, like I said, in a spiritual aspect, you know, like how many times do we try to make our appearance look like we're Christians, but we're not on the inside? And I felt very convicted of that. I mean, when I was younger, you know, I would play the role of, you know, going to church, doing reading my Bible with my family, you know, things like that, but not really getting down to business with God and having that re- beautiful relationship with God. And when you give your heart to God, he cleans out your house. He cleans out your heart and your mind and your soul and your spirit so that when you surrender to him, you don't have so much junk in there. Like he he makes it beautiful, a, a welcoming place to come to something that we don't think that we deserve. But Jesus died so that we could deserve those things and he could give us those things. And it's crazy to think 
that that all comes at a zero cost. Free. You talk about, I like free things. And there's not very much free things here in this world, unfortunately. And sometimes people aren't willing to give up things. The Spirit of God gives us a free spirit. And He guides us towards deliverance. And we have that freedom to be able to choose to either choose God or the world or ourselves. But that's when Jesus comes into our life and He tells us, surrender Surrender all of your problems to me. Surrender the world and don't let the world conform you and turn you into someone that I have created to not be worldly. And I was just thinking about how easy it is, especially with social media. I know that I'm on a podcast and I post stuff and, and you know, I get consumed into social media and I also get consumed into comparison and comparison is the enemy. I mean, huh, I mean, I'm not a house owner, but I can just imagine like since we're talking about houses, like if I had a house and it wasn't upgraded, you know, to this Joanna Gaines farmhouse, which I'm not saying anything bad about her. She's so talented. I love seeing what kind of work she can do. But, you know, you look at your neighbor's house and you're like, man, I really wish my house looked like that. I wish we had this. I wish we had that. But you don't know what it looks like on the inside. And that's where I've had to deal with not trying to compare myself to others and like, man, I wish I had their life. Man, I wish I had their car or I wish I had their friends or their social life or the income that they make. And we're, we find ourselves getting into this cycle of constantly comparing ourselves to people around us. And I even do that to this day. And I have to, God keeps me in check and it's like, Rachel, you better quit because I've given that life to them. And I've given you another life that you need to live. And when you start comparing and start thinking too much about it, then jealousy builds in and then resentment builds in. And that just leads to a cold heart. And God does not call us to be stone cold. He calls us to have a flesh of love and of showing the gospel. And if we have a a hateful heart towards people because we're jealous of what they have and we don't, God can take away what he's given us like this. In a blink of an eye, he can take what you thought you earned and what you bought and destroy it. I mean, think about people that, you know, where there's a lot of tornado, tornadoes and things like that. Where I remember a few years ago, there was a tornado somewhere. I, th- I can't remember where it was at. But I remember the guy talking on the news that him and his wife just made their last payment on their home. And a tornado came through, tore up the house. It was the only house that was destroyed by a tornado in their neighborhood. Could you imagine making your last final payment on your home debt free and a tornado comes through and just destroys it? I mean, that is so heartbreaking, but that is just an idea and an, you know, an image of how quickly God can take something that you thought you did on your own and just take that away from you and how quickly 
you take it for granted and how quickly you would be like, wow, man, I really had it great. God really did good for me. But we were so consumed with what God was doing in someone else's life that we weren't allowing God to come into our life and bless us and give us things because we were like I said, too busy consuming our minds and our heart and our soul with being envious of people because we want what they have, but God's given it to us in the same way, but it might look different. And the things that that person that you're comparing yourself to might be praying for is different than what you're praying for. And that's what makes it all beautiful. And just God in general, just so beautiful and amazing. He knows what our needs are for us, even when we think we know what's best. Like, it's just crazy the little things that God does for us. So, one of my coworkers, she's actually my boss, um, she got this little, like, fidget toy. And she, it's like a caterpillar. I don't really know how to describe what it is. It's like one of those new, like, fidget toys for people with anxiety or ADHD. And you shake it and it makes a little noise and it's just a little caterpillar. And my boss named her little toy caterpillar Nelly. And I really wanted one because there are some times where I just need something to fiddle with, you know, because of my anxiety and things like that. And I get like bored or my mind starts racing and I have to keep my hands busy. So I was like, I really want one of those toys. (laughs) Where can I find a Nelly? She said, you can find it at Dollar General. So I drove to like several different Dollar Generals, couldn't find one. And let me tell you, (laughs) you should have seen the look on the worker's face at Dollar General when I went up to her and I said, excuse me, ma'am. Um, I'm looking for a caterpillar toy and it makes like this weird noise when you shake it and it like And I'm doing like hand motions, like moving it. And she just gave me the strangest look (laughs) I've ever been given. And I was trying not to laugh. And she said, ma'am, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, okay, well, thank you. Bye. It was so awkward. I, I, this is why I don't ask for help in grocery stores. I will search and search and search until I just give up and then finally ask. But anyways, I'm walking around this Dollar General. I've been to several Dollar Generals and haven't been able to find this Caterpillar toy. And I was looking in the little sections where the toys are, like all the fidget toys, and I could not find it. And I was literally like standing there and I was like, all these people around me. And I was like, God, please just help me find a Nelly Caterpillar. I just really want to have a Nelly Caterpillar because it would make me happy. And I literally reached my hand into a clear tub way in the back on the shelf. And what do you know? I pulled out a Nelly. And it's just little things like that is that sometimes we have so little faith that we can't see what God's going to bless us with. And that's how it was in this situation with Nellie. I mean, it seems silly. It seems small. But to me, that was God. And I was just like, yay. And you should have seen me in the store. I went up to the, the lady that worked there. And I said, this is the caterpillar toy I was talking about. She's like, oh, I didn't know we had those. <laughs> but 
it made me so happy that I found that. And I was like, thank you, God, so much for letting me find a little Nelly. I have to give her a different name. So let me know what you think I should name my little caterpillar. But I was just like, wow. When I left the store and everything, I was just so excited. I was sitting in my car playing with it. And I was just like, I cannot believe I found this. And it's like, it's funny that we ask God for things and then we're shocked when it happens. Like our brain can't comprehend that God did what we asked him to do. And that's how I felt in this situation. Like I said, it might be silly, but to me, it meant a lot because it reminded me and humbled me that I was like, God, you listen. And you care and you want to do things for us that make us happy. And it was just crazy that in that moment that I was like, God, please just let me find this toy. I just really want one. And then what do you know, after I'd been looking at several stores, I'd been at the store looking forever and I reached into that back and there it was. It was like it just came out of nowhere. But that's how God works. And it's so easy for us to forget that, how good God is. And I just want to remind you guys today that God loves you. And even when you feel small or insignificant to things in your life, that God has a plan. What does your house look like on the outside? You know, you can see a house that looks really ugly on the outside. It looks like it hasn't been taken care of. And then you go inside and it's like the most prettiest home you've ever been in. And that's how our hearts can be sometimes, you know, if if you just reverse the roles of how easy it is to make our appearance look real, but on the inside, we're so fake. Or if you reverse it, we're fake on the outside, but not real on the inside. And it's so sad that we get so caught up in things like that. And I just hope that this vision can kind of give you an idea of what you want your home to look like. What's some things that you need to clear out of your home to allow God to come in and give you the purpose that he has for you to live to this day, whether it be serving in your church or serving in the community or starting a, a women's group or a men's group or Bible study or kids study or singing or worshiping or what, whatever that is, the purpose that God has called for you is to glorify him and to help lead others to him so that they can glorify God with you. And praise their hands and worship Jesus with you. We want everybody to sing praises of Jesus. And we can't do that if our heart, if we're not real on the inside, but we're fake. You know, we we can't allow blessings to happen if we don't truly give our heart and life to God. And I've been through stages like that in my life where I've had to just be like, okay, God, like, I don't know. Like, do I really want to surrender this to you? Do I want to clear this out and get rid of this? You know, because we find ourselves wanting to hold on to things that aren't important. There's something that I've been holding on to for a really long time that I just can't seem to let go of and forgive. And it was because someone hurt me in a way that I can't explain. But we find ourselves, and I've and I've found myself personally, you're not the only one, holding so much hatred and resentment, and it causes your heart to become cold. 
And we're not called to live like that. Thinking about it, my home got very dark and gloomy and sad. And if you allow it to become ugly on the inside, the ugly appearance will show on the outside. And God spoke to me and was like, you know, I don't like the way this is looking. You know, you, you need to get rid of some things and surrender some things and let me take over and, and take control of some things. And I was like, God, no, like, because I knew that if I gave it to him, God was going to give me peace about it and help me to forgive that person. And I didn't want to forgive this person because they truly did hurt me. And I was like, God, they don't deserve my forgiveness. And then God told me, he's like, and you, you know, didn't deserve mine but I did it for you anyways. And I was like, okay, God. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. I, you're right. I'm wrong. And he gave me a better heart and he turned my stone heart and cold heart into a heart of flesh and love. And that I was able to forgive this person because of God. And because he humbled me and reminded me that if I can't forgive those who have persecuted me or forgive those who have hurt me, how can he forgive my sins that are worse than than anything in the world? And not saying that it's like terrible sins, but even just a little white lie. Like if God can't forgive me for that, how am I able to move on or expect God to forgive me? Our reflection is, what does your house look like? Are there some things that you need to get rid of in your life that are just preventing you from being able to live the fullest for God and the purpose and the beautiful divine plan that he has for you? And just clear it out. Get rid of it. Let God take it and fill it with something else. Fill it with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are all extremely hard things to do as a Christian or just as a human in general. The first one, love, that is hard. Self-control, the last one. Sometimes it's hard for us to be slow to anger and not go and turn into the Hulk, you know. But God calls us to be so much greater and better. And so let's Take the time today or this week to reflect on what your house looks like and what your heart looks like. And I don't know why God's led me to the, you know, forgiveness, but I'm going to be obedient to God. And if you're dealing with something in your heart right now where it's just building and building and building this wall of hatred and resentment, try to forgive. Allow God to come in and break those walls down Because I know for me, I held on to it for so long. And by holding on to that, it's only making you miserable. It's not doing anything to that other person because they're going on with their life, not thinking anything about it. But you're allowing it to sit in your mind and in your heart and in your soul and destroy you to steal your joy away. And by building that resentment and that wall... It turns to that hatred and we don't want to hate. God calls us to love and to love our neighbors. And like I was saying, if if we can't forgive people, even if it's family, friends, siblings, parents, anything like that, co-workers, if we can't forgive them, how is God going to forgive us? And that's what I want to just allow you to reflect on, think about, 
It's definitely something I've been thinking a lot about here recently is just allowing myself to let go, surrender to God and allow him to take control and to help my mind be at peace about it. Because my mind tends to race 100 miles an hour. I'm constantly, this is my mind. Yeah. Anybody else out there raise your hand? Anybody else's brain like that? Me. Okay. So I start thinking again and then I start pondering on it, thinking about it again. And I'm like, God, well, I don't forgive them anymore. And then God's like, no, quit that. You forgave. You put that on the altar several times. You've given it to me. Let me handle it. And sometimes we just need to do that. And, 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 you know, you've probably heard this before. Instead of picking it up off the altar, again, after giving it to Jesus, just give it to him wholeheartedly, knowing and trusting him that he's going to take care of it and that he's going to take care of you because you're his child. You know, if we're all his children, if we accept him, we have to be willing to accept him for him to give us the peace that we need in our hearts. I do have a Bible verse that I would like to share with you guys that you can ponder on this week. And it's 1 Samuel 16, 7. And it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. 